I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Cult Pop Show podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash sounds so weird because i talk much quieter than you guys but it's like the same loudness so it always sounds like i'm being real sensual but i I think actually if i talk if i talk a bit louder maybe then i can get on your level how about that if i talk at that level just let's let's not make any rash decisions just (laughs) (laughs) well you guys always sound normal and i always sound like hello hi there (laughs) maybe it'll be a sensual episode maybe we can work it in yeah okay I'm down. Maybe this is all in the episode. It is all in the episode. Welcome, everybody, to the Cult Popsha podcast. Woo! We're coming to you live from uh, a locked, a recently snap locked down New Zealand. Uh, I am AJ, joined by Richard and Jess. I'll let you figure out which one's which. It may not be as obvious as you think. And it might be. Depending. Or it might be, mm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we wanted to do something fun this week because... And more importantly, easy. Oh, AJ, <laughs> come on. What are you doing what? there? That's, that's not the microphone I'm recording into. It's the microphone you're hearing me from. So, we're all good. All right. I also need to blow my nose, so hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was crunchy. I'm sorry, I tried to get it behind the mic. <laughs> Um, I don't think I succeeded. Do, oh my god, do you have COVID? Do you need to get tested? You know what? I think I probably do have COVID. No, let's oh, not joke about very, that. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> very current event of me. Yeah, very. Yeah, you have to be part of the. You're such a bandwagon jumper. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, New Zealand after nearly 200 days is 170. 170 days has like got COVID in our community again, and, and it's that pesky Delta, Delta variant. So yeah, it's and you that might quick. sound sad, but if you're part of our international audience, fuck you guys. We've been rid of it. We've lived life as normal for uh, for over half a year for the better part of 18 months. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, anyway, because it's locked down and because uh, you've got to stay inside, we're actually recording this over Zoom, which we usually do anyway, but that that probably should be mentioned in in different cities, yada, yada, yada. Richard and I are Um, um, socially distanced right now. Yep. Because Jess has COVID. Um, (laughs) We we decided, why don't we play a bunch of games, a bunch of fun, pop cultural themed games uh, that uh, if you want to play, everybody, if you want to play along as well, I'm going to post the rules for each of the games that we're going to play in the show notes if you want to pl- if you want to pass the time during your lockdown days which you should all be doing whether it's government mandated or not <laughs> whatever country you're in segue into 
Ah, uh, don't get me started, which is going to be the first game we're going to play to 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 while away the hours over lockdown here. Uh this this these are the rules that most of these games were were found on various Google searches for these sorts of games, and we've kind of maybe adapted it slightly to 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 fine tune it to the podcast. So here's how we're going to play. Don't get me started, guys. So. We're going to take turns, and on your turn, you're going to draw a random number, which will correspond to IMDb's top 250 movies, okay? You are then to do a rant about that movie, whether you've seen it or not. It doesn't matter. You can go off topic. You just have to do an unbroken rant for as long as you can. We're going to be timing you, and after a couple of rounds, we're going to see who has the most amount of of time racked up for their rants yeah well i i so we are being timed it's not just like a fun thing well I, just for this one just for don't get me started i thought yeah. we could okay. we could okay. jess do you want to keep points that might be helpful oh sure yeah hold on let me get set like up. in addition to playing or are you just relegating her to not being a player to do and, no in addition to play yeah yeah and of jess of course you're not playing so <laughs> jess you're a lesser human so uh can you actually <laughs> Um, I feel like I am going to be worse at this than you guys, though. Like, mm, straight up. That's fine. Um, can I, am I allowed to have Google? For what? Any of this. Sure. Thank you. But if if you stop talking for five seconds, you've lost. <laughs> okay. All right. So who's going? AJ, do you want to go first to show us how it's done? Since you seem to okay, be expert can you, this Can you time me then? Well, I'm going to have to fucking give you the fucking Hold on. I can. I can time myself there. I can time myself. Okay, I, I do the numbers, you yeah. do the timing, Jess does yeah. the points. Fantastic, what a great system we've worked out. 185. <laughs> what was that? 185, I'll turn okay. it up for the next one, eh? Um, 185 on the IMDb Top 250 is a little movie called... <laughs> Just frantically trying to get to the next page. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't anywhere near it. Um, okay, it is a movie called <laughs> Mad Max Fury Road. Nice. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start ranting about Mad Max Fury Road in three, two, one. All right, I saw Mad Max Fury Road when it came out, and I thought it was really good, but one thing that, that, that pisses me off about Mad Max Fury Road is how it's just a complete departure from the the previous Mad Max movies in a sense that it's like, it's not, uh, there's, there's not a lot of tonal consistency between the the all, all the movies in the, in the series as well, which I know you're probably thinking means that that is the consistency. The consistency is that it's inconsistent, but that's also kind of cheating. We're a podcast that talks about film franchises, and you're telling me that one of the best film franchises is only that way because it refuses to be a film franchise on any on any real front. And also, do you know they filmed Mad Max Fury Road in like 2013 or something like that? Like they filmed it way earlier than when it was released, and I feel like that genuinely takes some of the magic out of it. You know, it's like it could be this it's this this mid 2010s kind of. Uh, summing up what's happening in the world what's going to happen in the world has been called quite the um 
the 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 the, the future fortune telling kind of movie because it's about a lot of social issues that weren't mainstream at the time. But the knowing that it was filmed in like the early 2010s instead of the mid 2010s almost makes it seem a little more random and unintentional. And I think that that affects how 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 you how you look at now how you watch it. And I think that it doesn't get enough kind of credit for at the same time for being as subversive and as interesting of a film as it is because this is this is such a magical movie and it it still feels like people are fighting that it still feels like people are being like ah i saw it and i didn't think it was that good and it's like no we need to embrace more unanimously loved films 185 on the imdb top 250 this should be top 10 on the imdb 250 i'm not saying it is the 10th best movie ever made but it is a, a a uniquely imdb style movie that should be like boosted up there if the dark knight is in the top 10 i think i haven't checked on second. imdb two, top top the second really no, it's the way it's the oh like oh okay well <laughs> there you go like mad max Fury road should be around that mark i think so my rant is mainly about how i think that it should be respected more than it is and i think it's sad that not and i also think that uh apparently charlie's theron and uh and tom hardy didn't get along on set which again is one of those like behind the scenes facts you find out that really like kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth because you're like what who did what who was the offending person what went wrong um george miller the director of this movie is very old and i'm very concerned that his vision of a mad max follow-up is going to take too long to come out and i and i worry for all of us that need more mad max in our lives but also i'm worried that i think it's furiosa is the like this furiosa prequel is being planned i'm worried that that won't be good enough i I wonder if maybe mad max fury road works as being the standalone thing that that is that is special because it came out of nowhere and it's technically part of a franchise but it's kind of its own thing and while all the sequels as i said at the start of this rant while they're all standalone alone i'm worried that if you make one that's explicitly a prequel to another one it's going to wreck that momentum of every mad max film basically being its own thing with its own separate continuity uh i also think that uh that the setting the bar quite high here (laughs) that's your five seconds yeah okay i went for three minutes and 53 seconds felt like longer Do you want to go next? Um, yeah, but I kind of want to ask you guys a question first. I don't know. Like, this is a pretty loose yeah. episode, right? We could just talk about whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you genuinely have like a good? What is a good prequel? Because I don't know, but I we did a whole podcast on it. <laughs> no, but what like do, is there ever a good prequel? I feel like I just personally don't give a shit about them. Uh, it's yeah, it's an uphill battle. There is there are few prequels that are better than the original, but there are some that are good. Like, give me an example. Uh, Monsters University, I think, is a good prequel. It, like, it, yeah, you're fighting an uphill battle because you immediately take away the stakes. Yeah, exactly. Because you know everyone's going to survive. I think um, Fargo season two does that really well. Um, it mm-hmm. plays with the fact that there's one character you know can't die. Mm. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul's great. Um, but that's about something like completely different. 
Huh? I don't know. Yeah, I it get still plays saying. a lot with characters you know aren't going to survive or are going to survive. Yeah, because because there's an inherent tragedy to Better Call Saul because you have these characters that are so close to him in Better Call Saul, and you know that they're not in Breaking Bad. So it's like, well, what's happened? Something bad is going to have to happen to them. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how you do a prequel, kind of. Is like I think that that's what you play with is that you start with yeah and and then play but because the, you could like um Rias the what's her name um Kim and Better Call Saul could have a happy ending but it's you know mm. yeah we'll yeah. see. Don't we have any see. interest in watching Better Call Saul, so I feel like that. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I guess knowing out. the stakes takes out a lot of the enjoyment for me, just in general. All right, you ready for your movie juice? Um, do you want to go next? <laughs> no, it's your turn. Ah, fuck. Okay. I, I turned it up and then I put, kept it away from the microphone. 58. 58. I only have to go to the second page, which is nice. Um, Jess, you have Dangle. What? <laughs> this is perfect. I've never heard of Dangle. All right, Jess, you are to rant about Dangle for as long as you can, starting in three, two, one. All right, well, first of all, I'm Googling this because I've no idea what the fuck Dangle is and I've never heard of it. Is it, oh, it looks like it could be like an international film. Is that the right thing? Is it 2016? It is film, yep. Sport action. Well, can I talk about fucking sports films because they're boring as shit? I feel like what? I don't like them almost as much as prequels. Maybe it's just because I don't like sports. But uh, I even like girly ones, well, like quote unquote girly, it's supposed to be like aimed towards girls. What was it? Like Bend It Like Beckham. I don't know. I thought that was boring. Uh, I think that you could just come across like better. Um, maybe, yeah. Well, I can understand why people like them, but I just think they're boring. Maybe Ford Free Ferrari is kind of like the most sport film that I watched that I liked recently, but it's because it's about like racing cars. <laughs> um, anyway, so Bengal. Oh no, my phone froze. Hold on. Now, okay. Dingal. Dangle? Dangle. Okay, here we go. It's probably Dangle. Wikipedia. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, oh, it's about a wrestling competition. Oh, okay. That sounds kind of cool. Maybe I will like that. I don't know. We should watch them after the Rocky runs, Richard, because Richard's currently making me watch all of the Rocky films with him. And I am kind of enjoying them more than I thought I would. So I'm going to give them a chance. Yeah, fuck you, Richard. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you're right. I like hardly get off my phone when I watch films these days, but um, I was pretty much off it for the entire film, which was good. I don't know. This it's hard to talk for this long without anyone else putting in any input. Man, this is very. I feel very self conscious, and it's making me anxious. So I'm gonna stop. <laughs> All right, that was one minute thirty two, and I didn't even say that, anything about the film. That, no, that's the point of the game, though. <laughs> like yeah. it's like to to try and figure out what you can talk about from that starting point, I guess. Um, so yeah, one thirty-two is your score. One thirty-two. Okay. One thing though is, That's does this need to be negative? Uh, not necessarily. I don't know. Uh. It's called "Don't Get Me Started," which implies a negative. Negative. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sixty. All right. Don't get me started on Avengers Endgame. No <laughs> fucking right. way. Are you serious? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one, go. Don't get me started on Avengers Endgame. All right, so you've got obviously 10 years of Marvel films leading up to it, and this was the culmination of that. You've got Josh Brolin as Thanos. Like, we, coming in from Infinity War, Infinity War, I remember thinking, like, there's no way 
this is going to be good. I like as far back as like Guardians of the Galaxy. I remember seeing the um, post credit scene from the Avengers with, um, you know, Thanos being like to to court death and thinking like, there's no way I'm ever going to care about this character because how do you make a, you, you know, like the, this world ending threat that interesting? And then he shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy and it's like, he just sits on his big fucking chair and it's boring. And then shows up in the post credit scene for Age of Ultron and you're just kind of like, all right, well, Joss Whedon clearly didn't know what to do with him. So he's just, you know, passing off the the baton um, of the, the responsibility to do something with Thanos to um, the Russos. And then yeah infinity war like made him this incredible character like that, that was the biggest thing and then it's like and then coming back from that it's like we come into Endgame and it's like well we now got this like great character i you know in some ways kind of want to win more than the heroes and then uh he's just disposed of immediately and i know i've just said that i love the portrayal of thanos and infinity war but then yeah it was this massive bombshell at the start of endgame that it's like well now where are we going to take the story i, I it, do, it does annoy me that the kind of um time terrible stuff was you know it was revealed with like leaked set photos that oh they're in these white suits and they're at the battle of new york from the original avengers movie and that you know what should have been this massive surprise in the movie because it was kept out of all the marketing just kind of became open season for spoilers and that people would say oh you know they're going to do time travel in endgame and so like you know you would see reddit threads with like and the, the the headline would be knowing there's going to be time travel in endgame yada 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 here's my theory whatever and it's like yeah it's, it's not fair that it's something that was like stolen from the production essentially these these leaked set photos and that just becoming open season yeah wasn't really fair because it's like this should be easy to avoid like if like it's it should be that anything out of trailers isn't fair game you should only be able to talk about what's a trailers and then obviously there's a big discussion around trailers like what should be kept in trailers and i think endgame did a really good job of um like the fact that it was took place five years later like that that blew my mind in the cinema we saw i saw endgame jess and i saw it together and as soon as it finished we said should we go again and we went to another screen we sat in like the front row for a late night screening i'd been on the breakfast shift that day i was up i you know went to work at like four o'clock so that i could go to a screening at like 1 1 30 just managed to leave work early and then we went to another screen at like six and then we sat down and we were like oh fuck i'm pretty tired and maybe we shouldn't have gone to the three-hour movie twice in the same day and then fucking you know cap like picks up mjolnir and it's like oh god this was worth it and i know that's over two hours into the movie <laughs> um but there were there were moments there was a scattered with moments throughout that made me um you know really just just revel in that experience and i don't think i'm ever going to have a kind of more complete experience in the cinema i saw it four times in the cinema breaking my record for high school musical three senior year um i saw this four times the the fourth time was in this like tiny little cinema i've never been to in howick and we went because oh, i got my sister into the mcu and got her to watch all of the um the mcu movies or i, I kind of gave i gave her ones she could skip and i i think i told her to skip like doctor strange and captain marvel a few of the later origin stories i feel like their their best appearances are kind of in other people's movies like doctor strange is most interesting in thor ragnarok and infinity war um and i guess i would say the end of um endgame as well and, and, and i would hope that he's going to be cool in 
Spider-Man No Way Home as well. Like we're going to, um, Spider-Man No Way Home is like, feels like it could be the only thing that could really like challenge that in-game, like overwhelming or even just like the waiting for a trailer is um it's something that like for in game and i remember thinking this for um rise of uh, no it's not not rise of skywalker don't get me started on rise of skywalker um on uh the uh, force awakens that i remember going to bed and waking and being like there's a trailer for a new star wars movie coming out and it's this really unique thing that there's a trailer coming out that we know nothing about we know we know the names of the people who star in the movie but it's not like we have these like we really have preconceived notions about who they are because i mean i we knew like Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver from their kind of various projects, but most most of the cast, oh, and, and I guess John Boyega had seen him in Attack the Block, um, which I saw in the same cinema. I saw the first Avengers in with the same person actually, um, and yeah, like it was this trailer was coming out for a movie and we knew nothing about it. It's like how rare is it that these days a movie like we, you see a trailer and that's the first information you ever learn about the film we knew nothing about the plot of the force awakens before the trailer came out we knew nothing like that we didn't know like really no character designs or anything um and you know any subsequent star wars films and 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 marvel films even though they're shrouded in the same kind of secrecy by being the virtue of being sequels you still have um you know these these ideas that you already know about them that you know the character designs you know the cast you you have some inkling of where the story is going because of where the story ended on the last one um yeah I, I've, i'm sure i've beaten your time now right like i can stop yeah yep you're gone for 546 jesus <laughs> there you go well done. I thought you were going to pull the ultimate Richard move and talk uninterrupted for the length of the episode and that would be the joke because then it's like <laughs> like three minutes, a minute and a half, and then 45 minutes unbroken. <laughs> yeah. All right, but, let's, well let's cut this part out. I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Uh, all right. Give me another number. This is so hard. This is. <laughs> it's I, a lot it's, harder when you get Dangal oh, um, rather I than Avengers in game. No, or, I, I love I, that I got Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> and you got Avengers in game and Jess got Dangal, a movie I've <laughs> never heard of. But also, I think you guys like because you podcast quite a lot. You're probably quite. This is gonna sound mean, but like you're quite used to hearing the sound of your own voice. For I was quite pretty a long uncomfortable time. talking unbroken for three three and a half minutes. Also, that's not a podcaster thing. That's a white man thing. Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is like, I've never been. I've never talked for this long um, without being can I, uh, Can we do a competition for who can sit here and look prettiest for the longest? <laughs> All right. Ah, <gasps> <laughs> oh, Richard wins. Uh. <laughs> All right, AJ, here is your next number. Yep. 147. 147 is uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. All right, so here we go. Three, two, one, go. So when I was a kid, I haven't seen the Indiana Jones movies since I was uh, a kid. I haven't really watched them as an adult, which is one of the reasons I'm looking forward to getting them for the podcast, because I want to revisit them. But I always thought, uh, it always really annoyed me. One of the earliest examples of being annoyed by a titling scheme was that Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is the, what's up? I was going to say, can we, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I was going to say, can, can, should we like amp up the the stakes for the set for the second round and do like the other people can interject or ask you questions 
or something like that. Okay. And it's like to, to not not only to throw you off, but like so you you get asked you can ask a question during the yeah. person's rant. That doesn't count if your question takes more than five seconds, like this one is. Um, I feel like count your time shouldn't be broken if you don't talk for five seconds. Your time should be broken if you say um. That that would oh. be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hard. Maybe that can be round four or five. <laughs> uh, I've I feel like I've I've been stitched up with this one. Should I do a different move? Uh, I th- yeah, I think so. But yeah, do like do we think? What do we think of? You should be able to ask questions. Yeah, you can I ask think me it questions. Also makes it more interesting if it's more of a conversation. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say for anyone wanting to know that The Last Crusade is the only Indiana Jones movie that's not something of the something. If anyone was uh, like, yeah. What's he gonna, what was he going to say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, I really want to rewatch all of those films because I kind of only really watched a few, couple of them, but like with my dad and when I was really young. But I feel like they're kind of like national treasury, eh? Where it's like lots of puzzles and stuff, but also lots of yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Or is it also national a lot of like. It's probably more like a family film. Though. Indiana Jones is kind of like a bit sexist, eh? <laughs> well, it's got Sean Connery in it, so it's all man. Ow! <laughs> Does he slap a lot of women with the back of his hand? <laughs> no, yeah, but in the first one, Indiana Jones's love interest, you find out when they met, and it means she would have been 14 when they first met, I think. Oh, wow. And he would have been like in his 30s or something oh, like cool, that. Oh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> all right. So it's that sort of thing. All right. 11. 11 oh my god i'm miles away from 11 are you closer to 11 <laughs> yeah wait um 11 is fellowship of the ring oh god jeez you got ding out it's all right this would have all been right. too painful to talk about <laughs> all right three two one Okay, so Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, I think, is a movie that uh, a lot of people say now, I've heard a lot of people say now that they actually think it's the best of the Lord of the Rings movies. And I always thought that was a really interesting perspective because from someone who... Who, my favorite one is Return of the King. I think that's that's the the catharsis you feel from landing on that after three movies of like excellent uh, build up and character development and, and character arcs. I think that 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 is where the true uh, the the true beauty lies. The the true payoff lies is is watching the culminative uh, effect of these three films. It's similar to what you were saying about Endgame that it feels like that that release is is what is what makes lord of the rings return of the king so good so i i do take umbrance when people say that fellowship of the ring is the best one because it feels it by its very one. nature i don't think it is the best one i think by its very nature it's built to support the preceding films that come out after it um and it's i like think the setup that, film yeah exactly it's like the setup film and i and i think that that while it's excellent in a lot of ways it's certainly like the most homely and wholesome of the three of the trilogy i think that's, yeah, so that's very that's intentional my to, to, but but that's to give you a place to start where you can move on from and go into you know accept the call to adventure and move on to darker scarier more intense um and more thematically rich moments i think when people are talking about the best scenes from lord of the rings they they talk about the ones from return of the king when they're talking about memes that's when they're talking about fellowship of the ring so fellowship of the ring is more, more of this i think um one does not simply walk into mordor had a lot of mileage that that, that, that was mm. that was a fun one i think okay then keep your secrets is a lot there's a lot of fun do you remember when lord of the rings fellowship of the ring came out 
Everyone was like, hey, did you know that when Samwise Gamgee says, if I take one more step, I'll be far as further away from the Shire as I've ever been. Everyone was like, did you know you can see a silver car in the background of that shot? And every time I've watched Fellowship of the Ring, I've looked for the silver car, unable to see it. And I think that... Yeah, the, we talked about um, this on the podcast. Can you go back to what you were saying? That the the thing with the... um the What was it? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> I don't even you can't tell me to go back to what I was saying. You didn't All have right, to. That was that was two minutes twenty eight. You didn't have to. You could have said it's no, okay. Richard. I'm going to finish my thought. Yeah, I should have said that. You're right. I'm sorry. All right, Jess's Jess's turn. All right. One hundred and ninety five. All right, I can tell you what that is. That is a million dollar baby. So Jess, you have to rant about million dollar baby in three, two, one. All right. So this is another movie that I have not watched, but probably should have seen this one. I'm definitely familiar with the name. It looks like it's also another fucking sports drama. (laughs) So another sports film, which I probably won't care about, although it looks like it's about boxing. It's about female boxing. Maybe I will like this one. Mm. Um, Anyway, I'm just going to do a quick Google now. I'm jumping on Wikipedia now. Should I just read the entire plot synopsis from Wikipedia? (laughs) How about I do that? Is it allowed? I don't know. I I think it has to be off the top of the head. Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, anyway, maybe I'll give this one a watch after um, Richard. But What's your favourite um, uh, sport? My favourite sport is probably field hockey, um, but it's only because I used to play that when I was a young kid. It was like in New Zealand, field hockey is kind of like, well, field hockey and netball are like the two female sports that you play when you're a, a young girl. And then like if you're a boy, then you kind of just play football or rugby and it's kind of like you pick out of the two of either of those. But I, yeah, I was real into sports at high school though. Um, So I don't know why I'm so like, against them now uh, why i find them so boring would you, you like the mighty ducks if the mighty ducks I've, I've never seen the mighty ducks but i've listened to your guys podcast about it i think is there an animated series about it as well yeah, and yeah, are they, they are ducks. they ducks in that yeah. series okay i feel like i'd enjoy that more um is it they should like tie that into like the the disney ducks so are they disney no like scrooge mcduck and stuff yeah, yeah. are they disney yep, yep. that could be cute i think um but uh in terms of sports i feel like um fuck i don't know what to say <laughs> this is fucking hard um oh god i i actually can't listen to myself but talk uninterrupted <laughs> this long it's like painful um i'm gonna give it a little bit longer because i just want to beat my last time but i feel like i'm not gonna beat my last time um let's just talk about sports that we used to play um, what, what sport do you think makes the I, best movies uh oh that's a really interesting question i think team sports probably because then you get like the team dynamic of like you know i mean it's quite some of them are quite cliche i think that's why i don't like sports movies it's because they're all cliche and they always end up the same and I what's think your least favorite sports like, movie cliche um i don't like the like overcoming barriers or overcoming a difficult situation <laughs> which is like what every single one is about i i don't know i guess this is why i like um like sci-fi films because the range is so much larger of like issues and problems it's more like existential would you say that sport in real life is not about overcoming a challenge i don't think sports in real life uh, make you have existential crises i think they make you think oh i can't kick a ball that good that sucks um (laughs) well i'm probably offending a lot of people right now um this is what this is what this ranting 
nothing does. It just makes you talk about shit without thinking about it too much. I'm What's sorry the most if offensive you like thing you could say right now? Um, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I'm worried that someone will take it out of context, but I'm. I, people will probably boil this down to, oh, Jess is just classic girl doesn't like sports. Sports are for boys. End I don't like rant. sport either. End of rant. <laughs> I can't do okay. it anymore. I can't do it. You went for three minutes, 16. Oh, nice. my God. That's, oh, Although that's double what I did last neither time. Neither of you started with don't get me started, so you guys don't get points. <laughs> Damn. Should have remembered that. Okay. Richard, draw a random number. 17. All right. Uh, I'm probably further away from 70 than you. (laughs) Uh, 70 is Memento. All righty. You have to rant about Memento in three, two, one. Can you tell me about the movie? (laughs) Don't get me started. Memento Memento is uh, one of my favorite movies. I I could be here talking for hours about it. And uh, maybe I will. Maybe that'll be part of the joke. I wasn't going to do it in the first round, but I'll do it in this round. By that, I mean, Um, can you please explain the plot? So the plot of the movie is actually deceptively simple. A lot of people say that, and this this is actually a a great point. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, So people uh, often argue that like the plot of Memento is like, yeah, if you watched it forward, it's it's, it's boring. And it's like, yeah, if you you watched Harry Potter and he wasn't a wizard, it's boring. Like these things are baked into the story. It's like, that's the movie you're presented with. That's the story you're presented with. It's interesting because it's presented. Like, I don't think that it should be judged on how well it flips. You know, it's the same thing. Like, obviously it's a slightly different argument to the Harry Potter thing, but it's like, yeah, this is just, that's the story. Like, So what it. is the simple story that you keep telling us about? Well, I'm getting to that. So the, the story is that um, your main character- we um, We could do, actually. I've got it on Blu-ray, um, which is actually one of the hardest Blu-rays I've ever had to track down. And it's, it's okay, quite well, a Okay, well, maybe I don't want you to spoil it for me then, even though I kind of already know what happens. Well, the, 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 the general kind of plot, I will say, is that um, you have the main character played by Guy Pearce, who um, is- looking for john g who raped and murders had murdered his wife that's like the he, he's covered in these tattoos he has short-term memory loss which is probably the most important thing about the movie and so his memory is divided into like five minute-ish segments and we see the last one first and it works backwards so we, you know we, we each time we're thrown into a scene we're the same we're the same kind of knowledge about the scene that he does um but yeah he's he's covered in these tattoos his name is leonard and yeah he's 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 looking to find the to avenge the death of his wife um if you haven't seen it, i won't spoil the ending but i would just say that this so this is directed by christopher nolan it was uh one of his uh first movies it wasn't his first movie following was his first movie um but it's and i'm kind of sad that like it, you know it, it does you have that kind of christopher nolan like playing with time which is like one of his favorite toys in his toy box is time um obviously tenet was kind of the well, I guess he would think is his magnum opus, but it might be his worst film. Um, that um, yeah, so like even far back as Memento, but he's playing with time in like a story sense. Like he does it in Dunkirk as well with the um, three hours, three days, um, thirty minutes, or whatever the, the you know the timeline of the three characters. Um, but yeah, in Memento, I think it's it's done best, and I I wish he would be willing to tell a story this small again because I think he does it really well. I mean, after this, he would go on to make Insomnia, which is a movie that everyone's like, oh, it's his worst film. It shouldn't count as a Christopher Nolan film because I'm such a fanboy. I just realized that like Nolan directed this film, and now I've got like this whole other thing I can talk about. Um, 
but Insomnia is actually a really good movie. Um, I would say it's like, yeah, it might be one of his weaker films, but it's like, I guess that just sort of says how strong of a director he is. It's better than Interstellar. I'll give it that. Um, it's his best I film in terms of the you know, film that starts with the letter I. Um, you think it's better than Inception? Uh, I forgot about Inception. That's very funny. Um, yeah, no. So uh, ranking Christopher Nolan's I film, the I trilogy, I I I three. Um, it would be yeah, Inception, Insomnia, and Stella because I've talked about Stella at length on this podcast before and in my personal life. So if you know me personally, you've probably heard my thoughts about Interstellar because there was a period of time where I wouldn't shut up about it, and then I watched it again. We uh, we were in Melbourne, and um, yeah, they were playing on on IMAX, like proper IMAX, like you know, the, like the actual like IMAX film, which we don't have in New Zealand and they were playing at one of those cinemas and I said alright well I haven't I, I didn't like it when I saw it in 2014 when it came out and it would be cool to watch it again in kind of the best possible scenario because a lot of people would tell me you need to revisit it and part of me was like yeah maybe I should revisit it because I think it was partially expectations that let it down for me and so i was like well okay well if i rewatch it, i should rewatch it in the best possible circumstances the way it was meant to be seen which is a huge thing with Christopher Nolan films they always talk about so we watched it on IMAX and it was, yeah, okay. It, it, it played better the second time because I think um, I knew the, the dumb stuff I didn't like about it. I knew it was coming now and going into it, I was like, oh, it's got this and this and this. And then I think I forgot maybe how much stuff I liked in the first two hours of this fucking three hour film because it is too long. And I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan, like, yeah, your spectacle's cool, but Dunkirk is probably your best film because it's like an hour and 40 minutes long. Um, but I mean, having said that, Memento and The Prestige, oh my God, don't give me a start on The Prestige. The Prestige is like a fantastic movie. There's one night I watched The Prestige before bed and then I went to sleep and I dreamt the entire movie and it was incredible. Um, I just I just watched the movie twice in a row, but one time was my <laughs> subconscious playing me the film. Um, yeah, uh, the Prestige. Was there any differences between the real version and the dream version? I, I'd say the dream version was um, slightly uh, compacted. You know, there's, there's probably key scenes taken out, but in a dream, um, you know, the dreams being a subject that Chris where I'll explore in his film Inception um, that you, you like there's the, the scene in Inception where he talks about how you know you know you don't realize you're in a dream when you like when you're dreaming it and there's the point where like how do we get to this cafe and they're like and Elliot Page is like yeah fuck I actually don't remember and yeah like it's such an interesting thing and I think it's like it's almost a thing about dreams that like I wouldn't have realized if it wasn't pointed out to me that yeah, you don't realize you you don't know when dreams start. Like you can think of, but you and even like trying to piece together if you remember your dreams. Some people just don't remember their dreams at all. I have like some recall, and especially when you wake up. If I tell someone my dream immediately when I wake up, it's like cemented it in my mind. But most of the time, I don't. Obviously, cemento. But- Cemento, yeah, it's a movie about a um, construction worker who has to constantly <laughs> refill his bag of cement because it keeps emptying every five minutes, much like Leonard's mind in Memento uh. 2000. Do you remember I was at a burger place and um, it's called like Bacon Brothers in Christchurch on that that like that yep. high street complex or whatever it is. Um, yep. And the guy there was like, um, he's like, I'll give you a dollar off your burger because it's like the burger comes with a handshake. Um, it's one of these kind of places that's like, it's a cool hipster bar for guys that like burgers and um the guy was like i'll give you a dollar off your burger mate if you can tell me what film released after 2000 you would most want to rewatch um for the first like watch for the first time again um and i was and i thought about it and i could not think because i like my mind immediately just went to 
films from 2000, the year 2000. And the only ones I could think of were Mission Impossible 2 and Memento. And I was like, well, actually, Memento is probably a real good answer. So I said Memento, and he was like, great answer. And he gave me a dollar for my burger. And I tell you what, it was a fucking incredible burger. It took so long to come out, though. Like, literally, <laughs> like... 20 minutes I was waiting for this burger it was like it's one of these like kind of food court things where everyone goes and orders from a different place and then um yeah they had the, like they got like pizzas or like a you know whatever fucking bullshit they got and it came out so quickly and then my my burger was like I said 20 minutes that is it probably wait it was actually like closer to an hour I think like they'd eaten we'd all had a couple of drinks um and it was like oh we're we ready to go oh no wait Richard's food hasn't even fucking come out yet which is like this this reoccurring thing for me and it's like and and you guys at would at length heard stories like this of just like I, I have like the worst if someone is else is in charge of like my food or my money they're gonna fuck it up somehow so like i always get like wrong shit given to me at restaurants they just forget to bring my order the worst thing is so you you, know, you go to a restaurant and the, the, everyone gets their food brought out and then it's like oh is everything all good here and you go yeah i'm just waiting on my food i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today like it's it's been 10 minutes since you brought everyone else's out and i don't have food in front of me you took an order from everyone how do you think it's going and then they go oh sorry and then they just grab your food and it's like where was it you like i would rather you forgot to make it like th this means that for 10 minutes my food was just sitting somewhere in the ether and you just you just pulled it out and brought it out to me it's like you yeah, know i would rather you go back to the kitchen and go oh sorry we forgot to make your meal here's a fresh one and we'll give you some fries or we'll give you like a nice gravy to put on the side which we usually charge extra for for some bizarre reason when it's free as part of other meals but no if you want uh, gravy with your meal no we're gonna you have to pay an extra dollar that's like that's so stupid and it's just it's capitalism it's that's capitalism and so anyway coming back to memento you guys aren't really taking much advantage of the um asking questions thing that is one. the worst side of your personality <laughs> the whole like restaurant thing i hate how you get so I, I don't get weird i'm i jess accuses me of being rude to wait stuff i'm not rude if someone comes over and goes how's everything i will say i i'm just waiting on my food like I don't want to tell you it's going bad. I'm protecting your feelings by not saying I'm having a bad experience at your restaurant, which I am because you haven't brought me any food. There was a time, like, so we went out, with, there's this group of six people that we go out with for dinner quite frequently. What Shout out names? to these guys. Uh, their names are Elon, Bailey, Nick and Savannah and Jess um, and Richard. And so we went out and- Why, um, the separate Richard or are you the Richard? I'm the say? Richard. I'm the titular Richard. These are my okay. friends from work. Titchard. <laughs> So we went out and it was like, we all got the same meal apart from one person and they, they somehow, you know, like fucked up and then the, the meal took ages to come out, but it was like, you, you took an order from everyone and then you looked at your pad and were like, yep, that's right. And it's no, like, and didn't write down. She read it back to us. And she we, did read it back to us. She and read it back to us and we didn't correct but, her. Yeah. 
and it was fucking annoying. And then that it was like, well, do you want a meal? And it's like, well, I mean, I ordered one. So yeah, I do want a meal. Um, but yeah, so she, re- cause she read it back to us and it was essentially just like, um, because two of the people in the group changed their chicken palmas. They don't like the tomato sauce on it. They like gravy. Um, and yeah, so there was this whole thing the and it was like, cost extra. No, see, it doesn't in the chicken parma, but if you if you just want like a side of gravy or like, you know, you want chips with gravy or something on it, it's like an extra fucking three dollars to get it. What um, place is this? It's called Malt. It's in uh Grayland. Doesn't actually do palmas they anymore. actually don't do palmas anymore, which is why we've stopped going there because uh, this whole group loves chicken palmas. I'm not really like a massive chicken palma person. Because they're I think Australian. If I'm yeah, it is a really Australian thing, isn't it? I guess if I made my own chicken palma, I'd probably like it more. Um, but it's I don't know, it's one of those things that like people are like, instead of like a nice marinara sauce under the cheese they're just like oh here's a, f- a whole tomato and it's like well okay well now i've got to fucking deal with this thing do you remember um, when we went to the art gallery there one time and instead of saying mariana he said marinara yeah that was and i corrected him and he was like no no <laughs> <laughs> so it was like because just and i went to the the um yeah the art gallery and, and it was like it was i think it was in the middle school holiday so they had this this thing where it was like you could um it, it was like an activity for kids and they were like we today we're drawing what you think is at the bottom of the deepest part of the ocean and it's called the marinara trench and i was like i don't think it's cool then he was like no it is it is <laughs> and I was like, okay it's just filled with meatballs <laughs> that's where they get them from that's where yeah. they mine the natural resource that is marinara yeah and it's like helium it's one of those things where it's like if you actually knew how little we had of marinara sauce as a natural resource like a foot long from subway would cost three times as much um mm. but they say helium you know is running out but they also say it's like one of the most plentiful gases in the entire known universe so like which is it but i guess it's the thing that we can't make more helium but i we can make more of other elements what's that about um and then bees okay like, but richard yep i just i just don't think memento is christopher nolan's finest work well and, and that's the thing about christopher nolan is that like it's similar to tarantino in a way that people like different styles of it and like once upon a time in hollywood which i think i saw no it's once upon a time in america is, is two below this on the um i need to be top 250 but you have um like it's the kill bill one and two is like the perfect example of this is like which kill bill do you prefer because if you prefer like just like yeah i love tarantino movies because they're stabby and they slice and and the blood um you'll probably prefer kill bill one um but whereas if you kind of prefer tarantino's dialogue and whatnot um you will prefer kill bill two and you have a similar thing with uh once upon a time in hollywood that depending on which one you prefer you either think once upon a time in hollywood was a great movie ruined by its ending or you think haunts hollywood was a fucking boring movie that the ending was the only good thing about it and i'm of the first category i always i traditionally preferred kill bill volume two but i think when we watched it for the podcast i was like kill bill volume one's probably a better film um even even the stuff the the the, the kind of more dialogue driven tarantino that i prefer i um I, I like I think it's stronger in Kill Bill One, even though it's also got all the other like you know the crazy idiot or whatever it's called. Um but yeah, I think there's a similar thing with Christopher Nolan that some people are like yeah, I, I just I just love the spectacle, and that's why I like to distill it because I I don't like to think uh, very intellectually, or I like to think I'm intellectual when I watch a Christopher Nolan movie, which is why I like things like Conception. And I go, "Wow, I understood it. I must be the smartest person alive." Wow, Interstellar didn't make sense to me, but I'm going to pretend it did um, so that people will think I'm smart, even though the movie's just really dumb. Um, but I think that you, yeah, like those kind of early Christopher Nolan movies, Memento, The Prestige, uh, Insomnia, is like, yeah, this is actually a dude with like a really really good strong grasp on story 
storytelling and this was kind of before he had the big budget to do um you know things like the dark knight which as we mentioned before is number three on the imdb top 250 uh number one is the short redemption number two is the godfather number four is the godfather part two so i guess that would make the godfather best trilogy of all time because two of its entries are in the top five of the imdb 250 but as you know from doing a franchise podcast for the last five years it's actually not it's quite high up there but it's not as good as matt reeves's well i call it matt reeves's um Planet of the Apes trilogy, even though he only directed the second two. But, um, and I was going to say, let's face it, they're the better two. I don't necessarily think that. That's just such a solid uh, trilogy of films that it's hard to uh, to pick one that's really, um, you know, and then that's why we invented the Gold Star franchise thing. But also at the top of our uh, franchise ranking list is, of course, Toy Story, which was put there before Toy Story 4 came out. But, and we haven't really had the discussion. We're going to do a re ranking at some point. We haven't really had the discussion about um, whether that's going to be um changed due to four i know you're kind of like uh four is a perfect movie it doesn't bring down the franchise at all i'm a little I, I think four was incredible but i'm still on the fence i think about how it what it does to the franchise whether it elevates it or, or lowers it down um yeah. hey yeah let's stop there because you have ranked up uh, 15 minutes and 30 seconds, oh, which I think is more than any of the other scores currently written down. Together, combined. <laughs> is that okay? We'll stop there. I think All maybe right. we should oh, play another game. <laughs> Very good. People are going right. to hate this episode. No, they're not. That was fun. <laughs> the, okay, let's play another game. This game right. is called Think About It. And how you play this game is... Uh, so you guys are going to give me a random number which will correspond to the top 250 and I have to construct a conspiracy theory about it based off just knowing what movie we're talking about. Does that yep. make sense? Yeah. Okay. Give me a number. <laughs> 246. Oh, you'll be closer, won't you? Yeah, 246 is... Uh, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> All right. So, Gone with the Wind. Um, sorry, I sorry. Think... Also, just is there like an end game to this game? No, I guess D- I just don't get me started on end game. Um, fits you a theory. Yeah, so it's more just like a creative thinking exercise. It can yeah. be as big or as small as you want. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe Gone with the Wind invented the word "damn," <laughs> 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 and that the reason it got away with. Uh, being uh, get, having this what's now remembered as like the first like big swear in a mainstream movie i believe it actually invented the word damn which was not a swear word at the start of when when the movie was made and therefore the reason they got away with it is because it wasn't a swear word when they said it they made it a swear word through uh, very good marketing mm. <laughs> right that's my conspiracy theory what do you think i love it hmm. That's canon. <laughs> All right, Jess, your turn. All right. <laughs> Such a shorter game than the last one. <laughs> 168. All right, okay. I'm on the page for 168, and let me just scroll down. Uh, Jess, yours is 1942's To Be or Not To Be. <laughs> Okay. I, can, I can give you the I'll give you the one line plot synopsis okay that'd be great during the Nazi occupation of Poland an acting troupe becomes embroiled in a Polish soldier's okay. efforts to track down a German spy 
my conspiracy around this is that this was actually found footage film uh, and that it's real mm. um, and that um, they just like happened to be filming uh, this guy hunting down this uh, German Nazi soldier and the reason that um, um, <laughs> fuck <laughs> <laughs> think about it think about it <laughs> think, think about it no, this is very accurate to most conspiracy theories. This is um, fine. Yeah, they just fall apart therefore, under like no scrutiny. Therefore, uh, and that's why uh, I think the moon's a hologram. <laughs> facts. Fact, all facts, facts. no cap. So, no cap is that's literally just like they took the R out of crap. Is that right? I actually don't I'm know. Never, I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> I don't want people to know my age. <laughs> These terms appear to be rooted in the sense of cap as top or upper limit. So no cap has the sense of no liar, no joke, for real or not bragging. The expression is closely associated with slang and Atlanta area hip hop. Interesting. All right, Richard, give yourself a number. All right. 236. That'll be you. Alrighty, 236. Richard, what is your conspiracy theory? Make me think about it. The page is stopped loading. Uh, about <laughs> uh, the 400 Blows, 1959. Okay, so um, what year was that? Sorry, 1959? 1959. So Francois Truffaut's uh, The 400 Blows, um, which... <laughs> I only know who directed that because um, it's referenced in a Childish Gambino song. And I think that Childish Gambino and Donald Glover are the same person. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) (laughs) Shitty fan theories. (laughs) Like the shitty fan, the shittiest fan theory I saw was um, someone posted on the, on the shitty fan theory subreddit with a theory that Bruce Wayne was Batman and then, like, all this evidence as to why. And then the top comment was arguing that Bruce Wayne wasn't Batman. And people were like, this is a shitty fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- right, one, you me... 100% told that story on the podcast, I think, with oh, us really? three. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, all right, give me a number. All right. 250. <laughs> it's the last one. All right, the general 1926. <laughs> when Union spies steal an engineer's beloved locomotive, he pursues it single handedly straight through enemy lines. Okay, it's it's a Buster Keaton film. Okay. My, my conspiracy is that Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin are the same guy, <laughs> and they are both. Um, an immortal being who has been alive since the dawn of time and has embodied the sort of like comedic uh, trailblazers throughout history. So, so Ch- Buster Keaton and and Charlie Chaplin are also like I don't know um, Jack Black, Dave Chappelle, Jim Carrey. Like right. they're all the same person, the same. Uh, immortal spirit the same immortal entity is all the same guy because comedy is not subjective it is objective but only this entity understands what it is 
That's my conspiracy theory. Mm. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next, uh, Jess, you on? All right. 158. Uh, Jess, you've right. got Yojimbo, directed by um, Akira Kurosawa. This is the film that um, Jesus. A Fistful of Dollars is based on. Jimbo. A craft- Which could be a conspiracy theory. Yojimbo. Um a crafty ronin comes to town divided by two criminal gangs and decides to play them against each other to free the town. What what um year is it? 61. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> this is so hard. I have like nothing to compare this film to. Uh, hold on, Maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe that's your conspiracy. Yeah. yeah, what was Richard, what was your conspiracy about the two directors that don't exist or yeah, something. Steven, so you think this film is Steven Soderbergh? I think this film is Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> how, okay. how has he been think passing as a film? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's actually a shapeshifter who um, can take the form can of sh- any uh, mixed media. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so stupid. <laughs> um, yep, that's my conspiracy. For Yojimbo. Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Think about it. It feels like it needs like snaps at the end of it. Um, all right. And 71. 71 is Princess Mononoke. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Think about it. Princess Mononoke. I think is actually just a um uh like a tax fraud scheme. <laughs> um okay. So this this was one of Hayao Miyazaki's um films that he you know announced he was retiring because he'd done his best. I think that um yeah that this was like a um a money laundering scheme making Princess Mononoke and I think it it um it didn't work out. I don't think he was able to sink all of his funds. I think the film ended up um being uh, bigger, and then so he had to come out of retirement to make more uh, embezzlement ah. schemes. Ah, I love it, love it, and it's crazy that it's so um seems like so artistically true. While also well, that's just that's just the Miyazaki style. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. <laughs> Alrighty, let's move on to our third game for this wonderful lockdown fun time. Uh, This is a game we've slightly adapted, uh, and I've called it Kevin Bacon Infinity. And here's how to play. Uh, So one of us is going to start. We're going to name a Kevin Bacon film, uh, and then another actor who is also in that film. Then we'll go around the circle, and you go with the last name said, and a movie that person's in, and then a a co-star and so you're essentially giving everyone a new actor to connect a movie to right uh and you the point of the game is to name as many as a team uh and you can't repeat movies can you repeat actors or can you no so no repeating actors no repeating movies so i will i can start if we Mm -hmm. like Okay, so Kevin Bacon is in Crazy Stupid Love with Julianne Moore. Uh, Julianne Moore is in uh, Children of Men with Michael Caine. Michael Caine is in Austin Powers 3. <laughs> uh, what's his name? <laughs> Mike Myers. <laughs> 
Mike Myers is in Shrek with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is in... <laughs> I was going to say Dreamgirls with Beyonce, but that's just... <laughs> um, Eddie Murphy is in... Uh, what else is Eddie Murphy in? Um, Damn. We only got three movies before this stuff. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy is in... I can name Eddie Murphy movies. I'm trying to think of his co-stars. Um, Eddie Murphy is in Dolomite Is My Name with Cody Smith McPhee. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> and he's Melon? Smith? Smith McPhee. Mc- I don't even know who he's that is. He's young Nightcrawler in, um, um, in the X-Men movies. <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. He is in, um, uh, yeah, X-Men Apocalypse (laughs) with James McAvoy. Okay. Is that me? Is that back to me? James McAvoy is in, um, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe with Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton's in The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio is in titanic with kate winslet kate winslet is in um extras with ricky gervais uh ricky gervais is in and i can't just do extras again can i um (laughs) uh the office with martin freeman uh martin freeman is in hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy with stephen fry Stephen Fry is in V for Vendetta with Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalie Portman is in uh, Thor with Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is in The Avengers with Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson is in Jojo Rabbit with Taika Waititi. <laughs> Taika Waititi is in Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is in Deadpool with um <laughs> um oh, he's in Free Guy with that chick from Killing Eve. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? I don't know. I think Joe. that maybe is the end of the chain. <laughs> if we get to that stage, Jodie Comer. Is yeah, 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 Jodie Comer. <laughs> Should the game be like you're trying to get back to Kevin Bacon? I don't know any other films that Kevin Bacon has been in apart from Crazy Stupid yeah, Love. So, well, I, it's Super is the other one, I know. <laughs> X-Men First Class. Oh, yes. Yes, so we did talk about this. What do you mean you don't think Kevin Bacon is picked as the actor for this game because he's in everything? I was wondering why. I, I literally do not know. I barely knew who he was. Kevin, the, the, being a Kevin Bacon game is, I think, like a dated idea mm. i think it's like there's a joke in how your mother where robin makes a joke about oh like oh you get jude law because he's in everything and everyone's like what <laughs> and she's like jude law he had like this mess he was in everything and they're like yeah like three years ago what are you talking about <laughs> um, <laughs> um and i think it's yeah similar to that I, I like i it'd be interesting to try and work out who the modern day kevin bacon is the rock <laughs> Yeah, The Rock's not a bad one, actually, because, well, I, I guess anyone, like, because you think of, like, okay, who has a lot of co-stars? It's just anyone in the MCU. Yeah. Mm. Which Kevin Bacon is not in. Mm. So, 
Okay, well, let's go on to the next game. This is a classic drama class game, high school drama class game uh, called Category Die. Jess, and if the way you're going to we... pretend to scream, you have to actually <laughs> scream so that the audience can hear you. Uh... <laughs> I was not a drama <laughs> theatre kid in oh, no, school. Oh, no, you were a field hockey girl. <laughs> I, was, no, I did theatre in there. I was, like, in the lighting booth. No, Jess, Jess was your classic... Um, like your stereotypical field hockey flautist in high school. <laughs> flautist. Flautist. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, look, she even knows the right pronunciation. <laughs> the way to play Category Die is we pick a category. It'll probably be movie-themed. And then we each go around saying something within that category. You cannot repeat anything anyone else has said. And if you can't think of anything after a few seconds, we all go, Die! die! And you're out. <laughs> and then you have to leave the class. <laughs> have to sit down. <laughs> All right. So, what should our category be? Actors who have appeared in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Were you guys scarred by drama class? I, I'm. I always would fuck up anytime it was like countries. I would always fuck it up. I would say mm. Africa or America, um, and idiot. they'd be like, "That's not <laughs> um, Because I would panic, and I would. Yeah. Anyway, Sleeping um, Lions was always my favorite because you just kind of lie there and do nothing. You just get to nap for a class. It was sick. <laughs> well, imagine if there was a sleeping class. I would there is one in kindergarten. Smash that. I would smash that. <laughs> I'd practice in other classes. I'd be great. The best Jess ever did in school. Um, Movies about sleep. Is that a category? No, I, I think actors in the MCUs are pretty. All right. A good one to start with because yeah. it's a lot of options. Yeah. All right. You want to start, Richard? All right. Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson Robert Downey Jr Taika Waititi Chris Hemsworth Chris Evans Tom Holland Mark Ruffalo um, uh, Karen Gillan Edward Norton Tom Hiddleston um, Kate Blanchett uh, Liv Tyler Elizabeth Olsen um, um, Die! Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm out. No, that's fair. For the record, it's my next one was Ty Burrell. All right, I will Hulk. pick the next category then. Okay. For you two, and then it goes to whoever's out. Okay, I'm going to go with. Um, just make it real easy for Jess. Like, <laughs> celebrities that Jess thinks are hot. <laughs> Me. Um, <laughs> no, let's let's go. Um, okay, actors actors who have been in uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> All right. All right. I think it's Richard's turn. Um, Simon Pegg. Karen Gillan. Nick Frost. <laughs> uh, oh my god. <laughs> um, Die. Any of the doctors. You know when you just like panic. <laughs> I love how smugly you said Karen Gillan as well. <laughs> um, all right, well, that, that one was quite cool. That was a like, lot of pressure. I, I'd be happy to do another round of that one if you guys are. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Jess, do you want to pick the first round? Um, uh, no, don't make me pick anything. My brain is not working right now, so can all I, right. just, I just want to sit in the corner. The category is movies. What about... Okay, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jess, do you want to start? Uh, are we naming movies? Yeah. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. 
Uh, Home Alone 3. <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone 2. <laughs> Lost in New um, York. <laughs> Richie Rich. Casper. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Shaun of the Dead. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Shaun the Sheep, the movie, Farmageddon. <laughs> Playmobil, the movie. Um, Barbie in the Diamond Castle. <laughs> uh, the, the Bratz movie. Um, the Boss Baby back in business. Uh, basket Case. Um, the Boy in the Striped Pajamas. One second. No, Sorry, no, no one second. Die. No, my, die. Um, I already it's died because the just... boss baby back in business is a TV show. Is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, family business. Yeah, family is the business. Family business. All right, Jess, it's just you and me now. You go first. All right, Barbie Rapunzel. Wait, oh, are we not getting a new category? Oh, okay. oh, true. Yeah, new category. Um, one of you guys can't category. What oh, do no, I no you, you're the one who's out. You come up with the category. <laughs> okay, the category is um, years. What? Okay. Years. Okay. 1960. 1994. 1969. 2001. 2002. 2021. 2500. That doesn't exist yet. Oh, I did that. Oh, how annoying. Just went to end that round. All right. Wow, riveting content. (laughs) Okay, Um, do one more category die? Um, okay, well, if you want to, AJ. If you, want to, if you want a chance to win one. Yeah, I need a, I need a winner category die. All right. All right. Jess, can you come up with a, a category? Um, movies about... Movies underwater. Underwater movies. Okay. All right. Okay. Finding Nemo. <laughs> um, Deep Blue Sea. Finding Dory. Barbie and a Mermaid Tale. <laughs> Shark Tale. Barbie Mermaidia. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> um, uh, Jaws. <laughs> oh, uh, underwater. Uh, 47 metres down. Uh, the Meg. Um, Lake Placid. <laughs> uh, Lake Placid versus Anaconda. <laughs> What? It's a movie. Uh, uh, fuck, I know. Die! Die! I'm so glad we it ended before I had to resort to Piranha 3 Double D. All right, AJ, me and you. Okay, Jess, oh, Jess another topic. Category. Oh, man, I came up with the last one. Just do one AJ can win so that we can... Um... All right. <laughs> we, can um... we play until I win. <laughs> 
films that it doesn't have to be oh no it doesn't have to be films or anything eh it's probably supposed to be. But um, <laughs> then Richard said years and it kind of threw us out. Well, when do movies okay, come out? List AJ's <laughs> current flatmates. Okay. <laughs> Who's starting? AJ, you go first. Okay. Um... <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, AJ, <laughs> do I count? <laughs> no. I'm going to bleep all of those. (laughs) Alrighty, let's move on to our final game. (laughs) This game is called, uh, I don't know what it's called. I called it Last Letter Celebrities. This was a game we saw played on New Zealand Taskmaster um, a couple of weeks back. And watching it, um, friends of the show, Dave Karaos and Guy Montgomery, are actually contestants on this season of Taskmaster NZ. And they played this game at the end of one episode and none of them were very good at it. And I was sitting there thinking like, God, I'm absolutely not famous enough to ever get on Taskmaster. But like, I would And they wouldn't repeat the round as well. Yeah, yeah. But I would (laughs) have fucking rocked this game. So we've got to take turns naming celebrities, but the name that your celebrity Be- the, the the letter that, that your celebrity's name begins with has to be the last letter of the previous celebrity said. So if I say Kevin Bacon, Richard has to name a celebrity starting with N, because N is the last letter of Bacon. Mm. And I, I really like the rule they introduced that you can do fictional characters, but they have to be a celebrity within their universe. Yeah, yeah. They're not. So they're let's not, play that. Yeah, they're not um a celebrity just by virtue of being in a famous IP kind of thing. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Uh, Nick Park. Uh, Karen Gillan. Um, Nick Cassavetes. Sarah Silverman. Mm. <laughs> ends for a hot... It, it is. is. Yeah. We keep uh, on Natalie ends. Portman. Nice. It's oh my God, <laughs> Nick Frost. Tom Hanks. Sophie... Yeah... Vigara. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, Dan Stevens. <laughs> S- Samantha. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Samantha who? <laughs> this is hard. I can't, I don't know anyone famous, man. I'm so far removed from <laughs> knowing Don't you work people. in television? <laughs> Not with famous people. We get Jess to just reveal the cast of the Lord of the Rings TV series. <laughs> <laughs> the only people she can think of. Has the cast not been revealed? Oh, no, it has been. Some no. of them have, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, shall Sam we... Sam Smith. Oh, okay. Um, Harry Styles. He's a... Oh, fuck. See? It's fucking hard. <laughs> I feel like I'm good at this. You guys are just too this slow for me, baby. Sucks. I'm like, yeah, I'll name any. I'll name, I, like, because I can like draw from like I didn't know who Nick Cassavetes is. I just know it's a name. Yeah. So I Samantha Morton. <laughs> Another N. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Nice. Another N. Um, um, Nigel Thornberry is absolutely famous. <laughs> in the world um, of is uh, Saint Laurent. Tim, the tall man Taylor. <laughs> Does that end? Just say Tim Allen. Tim Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Now it's we're on in. I could have been on R. Um, in. Okay. Um, Nelly Furtado. Ooh. OJ Simpson. 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> Ornthal James. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Holt. He been seen nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tilda Swinton. <laughs> um, Natasha Bedingfield. Daniel Bedingfield. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Delta Goodrum. Martin Scorsese. Don't mean to bring Delta into this. Sorry, guys. Uh, Emma Thompson. Nice. Oh, my God. Get I'm sorry. <laughs> Get up with all the ends. Uh, I couldn't say that. I was going to say Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not allowed to say that word. <laughs> Nina Conti. Who's that? She's a ventriloquist. Is that E? I. 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 I um, Isabel Lucas. Uh, <laughs> um, Sammy Davis. Just Davis? Not uh, Davis Jr.? Yeah, Davis Jr. Sammy oh, Davis, Davis Jr. Davis oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just clarifying. So am I doing Sammy Davis or Sammy Davis Jr.? Well, do, do Jr. Do R. Okay. Uh, Rod, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> um, Nick Sampson. Oh. Um, Back on in. <laughs> Natalie. What's another Natalie name? Emmanuel. Natalie Emmanuel. There we go. What does that end with? E? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, um, Emily Mortimer. Richard Martin, director of Earbud, Golden Receiver. <laughs> Should we end it there? Nick Jonas. <laughs> oh, oh, of Nick course, Jonas. Nick Jonas. Course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of famous Nicks, and I don't think of the sexiest one. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart Townsend. Delta Good. Oh, that's already been said. Oh, that's, oh, oh, all right. no. Thank you for listening, everybody. Hey, let us know what you thought of this. I think that this this is this is a fun fun game to play with people over lockdown, and fun, fun series of games to play with people over lockdown. And let us know how you get on. Maybe we could play a couple of these games in the the Discord, um, which you can of course find. Play the, the show notes don't get from- me started, but it's who can send the longest unbroken message. <laughs> <laughs> just- maybe we can maybe we can hop in the the voice chat on the Discord. Well, yeah, we can do something. It's not like pl- we're fucking going play anywhere. Something about, it? Yeah, well, not like we have anything else to do. We're in lockdown, wow, baby. Wow. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much for listening, everybody, and uh, let us know what you think. And if you want to support the show. You can do that over at patreon.com slash coppopsha. And we're also on all the social medias like the soon-to-completely-fade-out-of-relevancy Facebook. OnlyFans. We're on Twitter. We're not on OnlyFans. I think OnlyFans is going to fade out of relevancy much quicker than Facebook. In fact, I, th- I can set a date that I think OnlyFans will fade out of relevancy. Are they actually going to do that? Uh, Are they going to go through with it? Holy shit. That, well, that is the dumbest business move I've ever heard of. Mm. That's, like, that's a dumber business move than this podcast. <laughs> this episode of the podcast uh, specifically and stay tuned for the post credit scene after this music stops thank you for joining us and we'll see you next week for the Rocky franchise Fortnite. <laughs> see ya bye, bye. Alrighty, righty, righty. Okay, welcome to the post-credit scene. This is a segment at the end of each show where if you donate five dollars or more over at Patreon.com/slash Pops, you get to give us something to talk about. And this, the post-credit scene, Richard. What is it, and who's it from? This is from Michael Profontaine, um, who says, 
Alternatively, I'm guessing this um, <laughs> Michael said in an earlier question, um, if you had to choose between time traveling 100 years into the past or 1,000 years into the future, which would you pick? Um, I think the whole thing is if I had to stay in one, I would probably pick 100 years. If it's visiting, I would pick 1,000 years into the future. Can you read it again? Uh, if you had to choose between time traveling 100 years into the past or 1,000 years into the future, which would you pick? If it's a holiday, I'm going into the future. If it's to live the rest of my life, I'd probably go into the past. I'm going to the future no matter what, either way. There's too many diseases I'm not immunized for in the past. If I go to the future mm. and there's diseases, they could just immunize me when I get there. Um, although, will there be a world in 1,000 years? Well, that's the now? thing. Yeah, you don't know um whereas i i I can i know i could do research about what happened 100 years ago and um you know as as a as a white man i feel like i'm i'm (laughs) probably going to fit right in 100 years ago if you if you went back 100 years ago you'd be conscripted into world war one dude (laughs) i'd be too old and out of shape would you really Mm. yeah that's what i often find solace in is like and also world war one was finished 100 years ago it was too, yeah. <laughs> but okay. Well, you've got to deal with the fucking uh, economic fallout, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, but imagine t- like if I can take back what I uh, my current um, financial state um, without having to adjust for inflation. I just go back with the money I have in my bank account. I'll be set. Mm. Buy a house for thirty That's bucks true. and then just sit on it for a hundred years. 